What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening, I mean, I'm sure you could tell the difference as well. This is our first live recorded episode, you know, two years. We figured let, let's knock it out. So, um, yeah, we're here in person. If you look to the left of Jonathan, we, we got a special guest here. Hi, I'm, I'm Alex. Chalky, yeah. yeah, either one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's going to be tough to get used to, but, you know, we had to check on how you're trying to present yourself here. Yeah, I guess Alex, then. Okay. We'll I'm a cocky, but yeah. For the new people, how to do something. Thank you to everybody that was showing love for our two-year anniversary. Of course, we did our Ox Battles fan favorite for the two-year anniversary. This is the first time we get to talk about this in person, yeah. but man, I, you know, I took this first Ox Battle of season two, I think it ended up being four to two with one tie. So you guys showed out with the votes tied on one. That was crazy. Other than that, you know, it went pretty good in my favor. Yeah. I mean, the the, the last Ox or the first season, I guess we'll call it now, um, just the very first Ox battle we did, uh, I I lost or no, I won. I won. I think I you did didn't win. blow them out. You, but I, no, I think you blew me out. Okay. Well, yeah. so, I mean, it, 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 history is <laughs> going to repeat itself here. You know, let's see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean. I think I've learned. I learned from my mistake. The only time I ever like been blown out on a category was that first Ox battle when I went. It was a song by a female rapper. I went with the Tierra Wax song. You went with Bodak Yellow, and it was just no, like I, I went with Ooh, Ooh by Young and May. Okay, <laughs> same thing. All right, let's take a look at the results. The first category was a collab with a non-rapper. I went Homecoming by Kanye. You went E.T. by Katy Perry. I won that one, 78 to 22. I gotta show Katy Perry some love. Like, I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was a good I pick. I thought that was a bad pick. And the I mean, category on- I at the skating rink. I guess. Like, that, that, was, that was the one. <laughs> but the category on the episode was song with a non-rap feature in the- Well, song yeah, has but I went, I went opposite. Yeah, so I had to change the category to accommodate you, so you did not deserve to win that one. Anyway. I mean, the, the idea of it, though, was I, it was Linkin Park, Jay-Z, their collab. So Linkin Park, you know, was, that, that was what I had in mind. So. Okay, sure. The next category was a song with a diamond certification. And you went Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. I went Starboy. You won that one 70 to 30. That was a pretty big wipe there. I didn't think it was going to go like that, but you guys got love for Fetty Wap, so that's pretty fire. Fetty Wap. Free Fetty. The next category was a 2014 song. I went Diablo by Mac Miller. You went Only by Nicki Minaj, Chris Brown, Drake, and Lil Wayne. I won that one 58 to 42. Next category was a song to pick up a girl playing. And I went Sundress ASAP Rocky. You went Heartless by The Weeknd in your toxic bag. And I won that one 57 to 43. Next category, we got a Cry in the Car song. I went Ivy by Frank Ocean. You went Star Shopping by Lil Peep. I won that one 82 to 18. That was, yeah, that was crazy. That was a big one. Yeah. yeah. He was talking a lot of how much hopes and loves. I mean, I, star like, shopping I that made me realize, you know, that everybody, everybody else fell off. Everybody know? grew up so, yeah. to Frank Ocean. Yeah. Uh, this is the category we tied. It was song with a white album cover. You went End of the Road by Juice World. I went Clouded by Brent Fies. I really did see that one being pretty even. I could have went either way. And that's like, well, I mean, Juice had fucking crazy love back in the day. So, I mean, yeah. y'all just fell off on emo rap, I guess. I guess so. And then the final category was an outro song. You went Cuddy Montage. I went Tony Hawk by V's. And you won that one 60 to 40. So, again, appreciate everybody showing love. We'll have to bring back an Ox Battle in the near future it was a pretty big gap between this ox battle and the last one so we promise it won't be as long this time around i actually had an idea i want to do one with like a shot clock basically like we get the category and we have like a minute to pick a song so that'll really test 
who has the strongest aux game so stay tuned for that that'll be coming here in the near future but yeah i guess let's dive into the topic of today's episode we got alex long chalks. with chalks you hear a mix of both on the episode <laughs> but obviously we go back high school a lot of music listened to together put each other onto a lot of different stuff over the years and he's in town so it felt right we had to have him on episode and as you see from the title today is album of the month for your eyes only by j cole an album you know we haven't talked about in length too much so i'm very excited to dive into this song by song i mean i've made little comments here and there if you've been listening i mean y'all y'all know i fuck with this one a lot but i mean just to get get on chalk you hear a little bit more alex whatever we're calling him um <laughs> we so i remember like back in the day you know chalk you used to have the crazy vinyl collection and i, I think you posted a picture i can't remember what what the caption was it was a cold ass caption but yeah i mean that's a joy yeah. badass um quote with some lyric but I, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was but yeah yeah uh we'll pull it pull it up later you know but uh yeah that kind of and then you know obviously him being friends with jonathan he's John's a lot older than me. They're old heads, so yeah, um, we put you on. Yeah, so I mean, we 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 send each other each other songs back and forth nowadays. But yeah, back then I wasn't getting put on to much. So other yeah. than vinyls, yeah, you you kind of inspired the wall behind. Oh, me. you uh, you inspire. We got the post pulled up, picture of the vinyls, and the caption was, <laughs> "We probably share a trade or two, but I can't see what I can't relate to." Jesus view, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Joey. Great album. Great album. Great track. So I'm glad that that was a random pull. Like, yeah, see, no, I, like, I don't want to do that like on the intro, but shit, here, here we are. But let, let's get into J. Cole's best album. I'm going to kick it off with that. Mm. His best album. Wow. And I, I, it's really not close to me anymore. Um, what, what do I find myself going back to more as For Your Eyes Only? Uh, I think it's higher quality tracks. Uh, of course, you know, 2014, Four Cell Dry, I mean, did its thing. The one. Um, but I mean, at this point, like, what what would I rather listen to? It's definitely where as only. That's kind of crazy. Let's take it back to 2016, December. Where were you at in life when uh, this is this is one I vividly remember dropping. Um, and you know, I was you know chilling chilling in the basement. That's where my bedroom was. Uh, and I you know played it. I was like, okay, this is like different. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't what I was expecting from like 2014. I still really hadn't developed too much of a crazy music taste yet or anything. But you know, this is. This is one, you know, a few of the songs stuck. And then a couple years later, you know, I'm really getting out of all the tracks there. So tell us about life. Where were you at 2015? Oh, um, December. Yeah, we were at ISU. Um, I don't know. It was my freshman year of college, our freshman year of college. Uh, you stumped me. I don't know. That's, that's about it. I have a very specific memory. Like, I don't of this album. I do. Normally I would, but I remember I was upstairs in my room. Shout out to my roommate, Levi. And we kind of we were roommates for two years, but I feel like we were always on pretty different like schedules. He was type to get up early and go to the gym. I was staying up later, sleeping a little bit into the day. So it was just different. But I remember he was asleep and I was in our room playing Madden 17 when this dropped, listened to the album, played Madden Ultimate Team for a couple hours and probably listened to the album twice and then went to sleep because it is a shorter album. Uh, just, you know, 10 I... tracks, 40 something minutes. Right. So I definitely bumped it twice, played Madden went to sleep so very very distinct memory was this album for the first time i was doing the same thing actually maybe 2k when logic everybody came out but me playing games in the dorm room listening to album for the first time it's a very common occurrence yeah i mean i, I was just getting ready to go to driver's ed or you know whatever so was... yeah 
All right, let's get into the first track. This is a good one to go track by track, only 10 tracks. So, you know, not too crazy. Not like now we're doing 20 songs or whatever. The Drake Scorpion. Let's get into the first track here. We got For Whom the Bell Tolls. How you boys feeling about this one? It, so, you know, at the time, I, I wasn't really rocking with it too, too crazy. It wasn't bad, but I, w- mm-hmm. I wouldn't really go out of my way to listen to it. But I, I, you know, listening to it over the past few weeks, you know, we've had this determined for about a month now. It's a pretty good intro track. I mean, it's not like great intro track, but I I, yeah, I think it kind of sets the tone. How are you feeling? Uh, my homework was a lot less than <laughs> than uh, Jonathan and Elijah's, but um, uh, it's kind of a sad, it was kind of sad, honestly, really like a hopeless like vibe almost mm-hmm. uh, with that song. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. So like Elijah said, no, I don't think I would go out of my way to listen to really. I feel pretty different actually i love this track like this was one of my favorites when it first came out obviously if you know me and you think back to 2016 who was i rocking with chance the rapper and with chance comes the social experiment including donnie trumpet as he was known then now nico seagal who plays the trumpet on this track so the biased guy in me was rocking with this track probably one of the heaviest out of all these tracks i love the trumpet on it like you said, though, it does have like a, it has a rainy, you know, melancholy type vibe. I don't even know if I'm using that word right, but that's a word that yeah. just comes out. But um, yeah, I think it's a good track. It really sets a tone for the album we're about to get into. You know, there's a lot of different sounds explored in the album, but I think this sets the tone well. I think like, and I mean, just to like close on that there, I think it's like, it's just such a more interesting album than 2014. Like it, they're like, I, it's just such a different, but like you, you go in there expect, or I'm, me personally, you know, at the time I'm banging fucking no role models, a tale of two cities, you know, wet dreams, apparently tracks like that. I'm kind of going to there with that expectation. And then this is just completely different. The thing I will say on that is I think it's a more cohesive album. Yeah, like, for I, sure. Obviously thematically we'll get into that. It makes more sense as an album, but I think 2014 is a better collection of songs. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot more options there and everything. So, I mean, yeah. the, this album, I don't think it's it's not something you're going to hear, you know, out, out of parties and shit like that. No. So, it's, it's just different vibes. It's, it's really it's hard to compare. So, let's get into the next track here. We got Immortal. This is a diff- big change of pace, I feel like, from what we got on For Whom the Bell Tolls going into Immortal here. How are you feeling about Immortal? This one is like, oh, it almost doesn't fit on the out. Like it does, but it's like, it kind of is a little bit an outlier. Um, it's like, it feels more J. Cole rap focused. Like, you know, he's going in there to spit, you know, crazy pin game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, this was my favorite at the time, I will say. Immortal, that was, that was getting crazy bump. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, I don't, it's, it just feels kind of out of place would be my only. I could see that. So yeah, like I said, I kind of did a quick uh, research to this album. So I listened to it front to back and I thought the transition from uh, the first track to this was it really interesting because it was just such quite different vibes. Uh, the first one, like I said, it was almost rainy, kind of the sad vibe almost in this. Um, it's like he had a like a light switch come on in his brain and now he's saying screw that and he's a lot more energetic and ready to like take the world and, and it, 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 like this it's like high it's like a roller coaster like uh you know like this is one of the high points and there's there's a lot of lows a lot, of lows a lot of lows yeah i think this is a good track i will agree with you is probably one of my favorites i think you know we'll get into I'll, later i'll say what i think my favorite was in the time but it's a good one i really you know once you get 
the whole understanding of the album. I think it gets better with a couple of lines, like just getting ready for the episode. I was listening to the album a lot and I kept hearing the line on the chorus where he says, forward with the plot 1745. And I was like, what's that even mean? Like, it didn't mean anything to me at the time. But then when I looked into it at Genius, it says, if you skip 17 minutes, 45 seconds, it gets to the part where uh, the character James, who is J. Cole's friend, who he's rapping from his perspective, it's the part where he dies on change, which we'll get into later. Oh, wow. So that's a pretty unique, you know, know. Yeah, good so line I... when you dig a little bit deeper behind the layers. Like sometimes I feel like the album, like the concept of this, I'll talk about later when I start to have like some questions about it. But like lines like that show there's so much thought behind it. The concept is very concise, it's very well done. But I do have some, you know, some thoughts on it. The other line that stands out to me is the line towards the end of the track where he says, sell dope rapper, go to the NBA. And that reminds me so much of the line on, I think it's January 28th, where he says, look around, not one hero in sight, unless they dribble or fiddle with mics. Kind of the same thing. But again, I think that's one of those things where J. Cole was kind of just, you know, he is a person that's looked at so much from people growing up. He is the one that fiddles with mics now. He was the one that wanted to go to the NBA. Yeah. And so he's just that, you know, role model for these people that, you know, don't always have a good role model. No role models. No role models. Definitely. There you go. Let's go to the next track here. We got Deja Vu. Okay. This is, this, okay. So it was Immortal or Immortal or Deja Vu that I was fucking with the most. Like uh, the club jumping, you know, that part, that sounds like, I literally thought it was Tupac for like the first, <laughs> for like the first year, year or whatever I was listening to. You know, I still hadn't developed crazy crazy music taste or anything like that look too deep into it so but yeah it i i love that part you know tupac that's like um that i guess would be my biggest takeaway you know great track um and then tupac that's like you know my parents were listening to that shit so that was like a cool moment there obviously it's not tupac but yeah for a year yeah yeah i think this is an interesting one you know obviously the lore behind it with the bryson tiller exchange beat deja vu because of you know you've heard the beat before i'm assuming is what the reasoning is on that there might be something deeper but that's you know my interpretation of that i never really got too much into bryson tiller so even when this dropped i was kind of just like you know i didn't get it you know i probably had heard exchange i you know didn't listen to it though so it was kind of whatever to me um but i think it's a good track the line that stands out to me is it's I think towards the end, one of the second or third verses or something, because every saint got a past, every sinner got a future, every loser got a win someday, which, you know, that's a cool line, whatever, but it really gives me the vibe of like, take it back to 2013, you're scrolling through Facebook and people just post like the most, just like bullshit, fake quotes, yeah. like Lil Wayne being like, there's a sun behind the rainbow, like <laughs> just some shit like yeah. that. And don't, don't and just like the white trash people just sharing the shit out of it. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I get on this line. But you know, it's J. Cole, so I put some it's respect a, on it. Uh, like every you know, in group chats or whatever, I'm always don't don't cry because it's over smile because it happened. That's yeah, you know. the perfect thing. All right, you talking? Um, yeah, this this track probably landed somewhere in the middle, uh, for me and, and like likeness, I guess it was it was okay. Um, I thought it was interesting, and I didn't know that it was his highest charting song I was gonna mention um, until Middle Child, which isn't saying a lot because, but it, it did skip over a whole other album plus the the songs on this album as well. So it, it holds some ground. 
Yeah, I mean, so Chalk, big KOD guy, you know, so Sneaky. We, we'll have to bring him back if we ever get that, get that on track. I mean, I wouldn't have a we big KOD not. guy. I just don't hate it as much as everybody else, and I think there's some there's some solid tracks on it. But I just I think it's really tough to go from an album like this, like Four Eyes Only, into KOD. It didn't. It's tough. And again, there's I guess there's some sort of concept behind KOD. You know what I mean? So he's always got something in mind, but yeah, I just feel like it wasn't uh, what I really wanted. Kevin? um but yeah talking about this being his highest charting song like that is kind of crazy because it's definitely not the best track of the album but i think what j cole does well is like the conscious lyrical rap and like that's never going to be like a chart topper so having this like as a more accessible track it makes sense that it was the you know highest charting one but i think there are a few tracks yeah i mean immortal i think could have been a little bit higher i mean it's a little more rap focused like i said and then uh neighbors we'll get in that one a little bit later but Neighbors is what I would think. Yeah, but. I think the Deja Vu and Immortal, uh, if I remember correctly, but like it seems, especially for that time, he's trying to like appeal a little more, um, mm-hmm. to the kind of like to what was popular at that time yeah. a little bit. But of course, the most pop and one, he always got Tupac featured on J. Yeah, so <laughs> the hologram yeah. Yeah. He did that thing. <laughs> Let's go to the next track here. We got Bill Mentality. This one, okay, so this is one. It's like a more upbeat, upbeat one. But like you, you hear, you know, you start listening to what he's saying. Like it's, it's pretty deep. Like yeah. uh, this is like where I feel like the album really takes that turn. You know, like Deja Vu, Immortal. They're nothing like too, too deep. I mean, obviously, if you look a little deeper into it, obviously, you know, you have some lyrics that definitely are. But um, this kind of really resets the tone, I guess. Um, and it's one I was not crazy on when it released, but you know. As the years have gone by, you know, my uh, music taste buds have grown and that is one I really fuck with now. So, yeah, I think it's a good one. It has that very, very jazzy instrumental. I feel like you could just like take away the lyrics and you could hear this song like playing in a Target or something like yeah. a coffee shop. It, it's a good track. It's smooth. Um, I don't think it's one of my favorites, but it's good, obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I don't want to get it as as is one of my favorites, but I'm I, I am rocking with it a lot more than I was. That's fair. Uh man, at a certain point, I have to. I, it's hard for me. I'm not as big of a fan um, of J Cole as these guys. Probably this album especially as well. But um, musically, like Jonathan said, it, I think it's great. It, I think there's uh, some singing in this, or I don't know where you start getting to the. J. Cole vocals, which <laughs> I'm not much of a fan of. I mean, like he has the Ari Lennox feature and change, and that was great. That's and nice. we'll talk about that some yeah, later, I guess. Definitely but... get into that one. All right, let's get to the next track here. We got She's Mine Part One. This is a pretty good track. This, yeah, this is like a, a beautiful track. Like this is like, uh, this is one you know once 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 you hear it for the first time, it's like okay, like that. Was, and then you know if you hear it the second time, it hits a little bit harder. And like every time I hear this, it's like. It's just crazy. And then so for, you know, rapping from the perspective of his friend James, it, it you know, you go deeper into it. And then as the album goes on, you, get, you know, a little more upsetting. This is the one where I get confused at the start of the perspective. Mm-hmm. Like from this one, it kind of feels like he's rapping from his own perspective at some point because obviously not to be, oh, a genius knows all, but genius is like, oh, it's a song about his wife, which I think it can kind of be both. Like for the context of the album, it can be from James's perspective. But I mean, Jake Cole himself did put the song out, you know, so there could be his own intention behind it being for his wife. But I think that's kind of like a weird line to draw. But I think going back to our last album of the month, because the internet kind of walked the same line, like, are you getting from Donald Glover's perspective? 
the boys perspective you don't always know and so i i kind of feel like that's tough to interpret here sometimes tougher on some tracks than others and this being to me one of the ones where i'm like a little bit more in the gray area yeah um i mean it is always like you said with concept albums it's you know tricky to dissect sometimes uh the the catch me one i, I love that part nice. uh, yeah i think as much as i could have an issue with like the way i think that it yeah it's into the concept i think it's a great song it sounds very nice but yeah the execution i'm just like a little bit a little bit iffy on but i think it's a good track for me uh this unfortunately landed more at the bottom of my list for tracks um I can definitely appreciate uh, the the sentiment, like the reason behind the song and whatnot. It just overall, I think musically and lyrically, it was just as more of a, a less bias, or maybe that's not even the right word. Um, I haven't listened to the album for a while, and just going into it and re-listening, um, it's it was a hard track to listen to, honestly. Okay. Um, get the fuck out yeah <laughs> no that's why we have you for the perspective yeah you know just somebody yeah you know, you, you know i am you hear me and elijah every week so you know how it goes but yeah good to get his thoughts like that uh next track here we got change i'll let you kick it off here elijah what I, you got this is j cole's best track uh i've said that on the podcast before yeah, I, yeah. I don't know when or i, I don't have an exact timestamp there but and you're saying ever yeah, this is his best song. Um, you know, I mean, it's not going to be the most popular song, of course, you know. Um, but man, like fucking listening to this track, it's like, it's just, it's so fucking good. Like um, the flow, you know, he has a little flow switch at the end there. Um, the, the little outro, I love that part as well. Um, and I mean, I feel like this, this is really like the album here, you know, like um, if you were to choose one song that kind of encompassed everything from it, that kind of would be it for me at least. Yeah, to be, I mean, it's not his best track. It is in the top tier, but it's not number one. I think it's a very good track. I think it also shows what J. Cole does best. I think he, him being relatable, him giving his perspective conscious, that's what makes J. Cole J. Cole. And I think he does it on this track as well as any track he has for the most part. There's just a couple that I prefer over it, um, which, you know, a little foreshadowing. We'll get into that with my boy AJ. I feel bad having, you know, chalky here for this episode when aj is the j cole guy but we'll get him for the uh best j cole songs bracket in the near future yeah, coming soon fall. wait on the fall off yeah. that one's coming we promised that so anyway i was actually watching the for your eyes only video documentary thing on nice. youtube and it shows a lot of him like connecting with just like people in ferguson missouri and louisiana and just like different areas of the country where you know things aren't as good and there were racial tensions and things happening and him giving his perspective on this track and then like seeing him actually go out there and like talk to people that you know they're just normal people and he himself kind of just comes off as a normal person it was just great to see powerful powerful interesting putting his uh, cool. money where his mouth is so to yeah. speak um yeah for this to this track definitely landed um top three for me maybe my favorite uh elijah maybe yeah. with his uh little his I, yeah. marketing influence, yeah. Yeah, influence um but um yeah overall great track the airy lennox feature like i mentioned was um terrific uh and yeah the whole concept behind um the change of the name of the song and yeah. kind of what he's talking about is i think it was the song where i was reading where he felt like he had to get out of um where did he live uh Fayetteville, Fayetteville yeah. and go to new york city to like make change and like become better but he realized it was only about his mentality um and i think that was just 
a, yeah, great, just a great concept for a song and uh, very energetic. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I mean, I'll spoil it, you know, my my second favorite uh, Jake Bull track, 03 Adolescence. Like, I feel Ooh. like they're somewhat comparable in terms of, you know, that. So um, I feel that. Yeah, that's the, that kind of goes hand in hand there. Again, I'm not going to nitpick the song. A great song. But this is another one where I kind of have, like, questions about the perspective. Because obviously most of it seems to be from James's perspective. The song is called Change. So you know you're going to change perspective as well as, you know, change in the world. But obviously he gets the line where he says, because James was slain, he was 22 later in like the fourth verse, a lot of yeah, verses of the song. Yeah, the news report. Yeah, so it's very good. But then like the switch on where it goes from James to J. Cole, I feel like that's just like tougher to read into. Obviously you have like instrumental breaks and stuff. So it, it kind of makes sense, but I feel a little bit like, confused i guess for lack of a better word at some points and this is one of those points yeah and i mean my, my last i use my favorite jay Cole song i throw my last little piece in there for being like a five minute track like i mean there's, there's always something to keep you interested here like there's a i mean different flows everything like that you know like i said the, the outro there so um yeah just an elite song feels like a three minute song which is really yeah, a good thing that is a good thing i think there's another song that has that as well we'll get into uh next track though we got neighbors like we were talking about earlier this kind of felt like it could have been the hit at the time i would say it was probably my favorite track oh. when the album dropped i loved neighbors obviously you get that forbidden fruit reversed on the instrumental which we never knew that i didn't at least in, i didn't even know that till now <laughs> yeah for years uh i didn't know that and then like he was doing a tour and he played forbidden fruit then they like reversed it into neighbors reverse, reverse. And uh, yeah, so that's very unique. You love that. But yeah, I think this is another one, obviously, where the perspective I uh, question, yeah, because this, this is this is obviously this is from who? J. J. Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole. Yeah, yeah J. Cole. Uh, so this, to me, feels a little bit out of place in the album. Great track, one of my favorites, but For Your Eyes Only, it doesn't necessarily fit to me as much, although it is great. Uh, it's crazy in that For Your Eyes documentary there's the scenes of the FBI or whoever coming through and like busting doors down at the shelter. So it is pretty crazy. This is like a true story, but I love it. I love the, you know, it's very descriptive. I think Jay Cole always does a pretty good job of that, but he paints a picture like uh, his friends outside smoking and, you know, there's not nice cars. There's just some shit to get from back and forth. And that is like Jay Cole to a T he's just being a normal guy. But because he's black and he has friends and they're smoking weed outside and they're, they're thugs, they're thugs, yeah, they're in a nicer neighborhood ish. You know what I mean? Like people's got an issue with it. They're yeah. they're selling drugs. They have to be. They can't be making an honest living and you know whatever. For for it being like as light of a tr- or not light, but you know it's more uh, another one that's I'd say more rap focus is not as deep as you know she's mine or change. You know songs like that. There there's a really deep message behind it though. Like it that is for I mean. J. Cole uh, at that point, you know, especially, you know, I was getting raided, all that shit. Um, I, that that's how it was. And then like, I mean, that's for how yeah, stereotypes, I guess, would be like the the biggest thing. Like I'm I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this was uh also a top three track for me. Definitely my favorite at the time when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, with it being a true story, uh, like Johnny mentioned, um, that was that's pretty cool that he made that into a song. Let's get to the next track here. We got fold and close. I feel like this is one of the most like infamous tracks on the album. Like people talk about fucking close to this day. Uh, 
and really? not always for the best reason i feel like i thought like, oh you know one jekyll's you know more forgettable songs <laughs> but gets talked about for that reason and i gotta say though the instrumental i remember hearing it for the first time and i was like oh my god this is so good steve lacy back when he's just making beats on his phone producing for jake cole producing for kendrick i mean what a crazy story so uh, i love it for that reason i love the instrumental but yeah i think it's just a more uh you know forgettable track this album's like pretty sporadic for being like for <laughs> yeah. having like such a great concept and like telling it so well through some songs like this one another one that feels just really out of place um you know is like you said a lot at the time people were fucking going dummy on this song like going in on it um but now i mean you listen to it, it's not a bad song it just it just doesn't really fit so i'd say this is like really the, the outlier i guess i don't know more than what you could Yo, lyrics why then i i don't I, I don't know what cole was trying to do here but i do think it makes sense for the theme of the album like if it is about james perspective mm-hmm. and throughout the album he talks about what he's on the person he is and then this is kind of showing obviously change make him want to be better because of the woman yeah. in his life yeah he's folding clothes so yeah he's just wants almond milk <laughs> and, uh, and i <laughs> i think that the, like the the way the tracks are the order they're in could have been different you know it kind of flowed a little bit better so i mean that could have been you know one of the last couple tracks uh yeah this is has to be probably my least favorite or very right. comparable i like steve lissy a lot however i didn't i didn't didn't know it was produced by him but i didn't care for the beat actually oh i love it I, I think it's nice this track was hard it wasn't terrible i just didn't i didn't like i remember not liking it um a whole lot uh yeah song is hard to listen to he he is the part in the background of like the first half of the song and he goes hey hey and every time i heard it it became funnier and funnier and i was just thankful for the second half of the song didn't have that in it um but uh yeah he was way too descriptive of like i'm taking the basket now i'm going to the dryer and pulling the clothes out of the dryer the almond milk was Watching funny netflix catching up on our shows yeah but I appreciate that he was like, you know, trying to be a better man for his his pregnant wife and then whatnot. So that that's great. You know, I can appreciate that. Yeah. So at least it's out of a good place in heart. <clears throat> Absolutely. Let's go to the next track though. We got She's Mine Part Two. So I, I didn't ask this when we talked about part one. What, what what were you guys rocking with or did you have a preference? I, I was definitely team part two, you know? I Overall, think I would lean part two. I think so too. Okay. But it's like they're it's not, yeah, they're not that neither different, my, though. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty similar, and neither of them are like the very, very top for me, but both very solid. I think it's a good track. Um, the like Santa to me was just like, if I remember, this was like when J. Cole fans were like, oh, he has a kid. Like, I don't think it was like known before that. It also takes me back to like, this is like the era where some of my favorite rappers were like making songs about like fatherhood, obviously, mm-hmm. Chance like was becoming a dad so he was talking about it as well as gambino like this gives me very very strong vibes of baby boy off of awaken my love like just the perspective of you know a father speaking to their child and you know laying it out there yeah it's it's a super real track like he's talking about checks bouncing you know christmas prep like you know it's it's very it's it's very real in terms of that um you know, some some people are are, are in that situation it kind of I, I think that's what jay cool does best is like mm-hmm. um you know brings in you know that that demographic i guess mm-hmm. like relatable for people that you know aren't always you know rappers are talking about oh chains and yeah, cars yeah, and whatever well, he's, he's talking to the regular yeah. person yeah well he and i mean he lived like that at one point and yeah. now that he's 
famous or his money, I mean, you could see that it hasn't, he hasn't forgotten where he's came from, mm-hmm. forgotten that mentality and still can relate to those people and mm-hmm. help out. Um, like you were mentioning uh, with the, I forget what it was called. Documentary. Yeah. 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 Let's get the final track here. We got For Your Eyes Only, the title track. This is the one, this is the best track of the album to me. It's such a good track, a long song that doesn't necessarily feel as long. You get a lot of verses. You get very, very clear verses from James and then the J. Cole verse to tie it all together. This is where the perspective like makes sense the most to me. And it's just such a great track. Just the lyrical performance is amazing. And just like the way it ends up, like, He's talking about all these things that James is, but he was a real one because he loved you. And, and I mean, that's just a great way to close the album and really tie it all together. Yeah, this is one, you know, I see a, a lot on, you're not a lot on Twitter, but every once in a while I'll see, you know, or, you know, what like best long songs ever, you know, got Runaway up there, prompting by Saba, you know, something, but this is one that, that needs that mention. Like it's, it really, oh, yeah. like, it does it, um, you know, it's not changed to me. Uh, he says, the you know, but uh, definitely a top three track for me. And I, it's just like it's what like eight and a half minutes and i think it's nine something okay yeah you're you're always not always interested or you know like it keeps you locked in like it's so hard to have a track that long it's so hard to have a five minute track and fucking keep keep the listener and Mm -hmm. i mean yeah he does it well over eight nine minutes so yeah it's it's a little long for me but i think i think (laughs) it's a, a great closing track and a lot of people don't even seem to attempt to close out their albums um all true <laughs> it depends also on like what your your music is about i guess or what you're but yeah i mean it's it's definitely something i appreciate uh good song yeah um and i think one of the i'll mention it here one of the best parts about the album was i just played it on speaker on my iphone and it was just a really easy listen i didn't need to go look at the lyrics obviously it helps to go back and look and mm-hmm. but i could just understand the whole album without going back and i didn't have to go what oh, what did he say or etc yeah 100 but yeah obviously it's a great closer to the project for one of jickle's best projects you say best yeah it is it's like it's like i said it's so hard to compare i feel like there's there's two clear top dogs um you know obviously 2014 that that's a classic well and then i feel like this this year i mean i i don't know it's it's all about perspective i guess but i would consider this near a classic so um, I don't think I have like the public reception as much as 2014, but I think it's an overall better project. Um, and yeah, I mean, you get some of his best tracks, uh, Neighbors, phenomenal track, um, Four Guys Only, and then Change, of course, is his of best course. track. So, um, Yeah, uh, for me, it's actually kind of really hard to rate uh, his albums. Um, and there's like four of them. I mean, there's definitely like different, clear differences, but like... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard one for me. So this is in there. I don't know what I would rate it, but it's a good album for me, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, one thing I did want to touch up on, and I was going to wait, so I didn't say it on like three or four of the tracks that you were mentioning was um, the perspective was confusing to understand, and that was like one thing I had. Now, if I probably really sat down with headphones on and listened more, maybe it'd be a little easier to understand. But yeah, that seemed like. And not everybody wants to sit down and really focus hyperly on. Yeah. And I think Jake Cole is an easier to listen to anyways. But with that being said, uh, still a good, uh, still a great album. Um, but that was definitely one of my bigger critiques. I, yeah. It's like, the, it, I feel like it's so tough to do. Like, I mean, you know, the concept yeah, album? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Gambino, we, uh, we just did that. And like, I feel like that, that's hard to follow if you, you don't know. 100%. Like, I didn't know a lot of the shit. And now, you know, so it's like, I don't think Jake Cole has like, 
where he has it explained out you're as thought out as gambino does with with uh because of the internet so i mean maybe maybe one day maybe but yeah i guess just my closing thought would be like diving back in this album after a pretty long minute that i had listened to the full album was just it was refreshing and watching the for your eyes only documentary i was just like j cole like that is one of the top dogs from his point tens one of the guys and I don't want to say he's forgettable, but you just he's not in the public eye. So just getting back into him, it, it's been great. This, it's really been enjoyable. This is one, you know, this will be my my final final thoughts on Four Eyes Only. Uh, this is one like every time I you know hear one track off it, I I gotta listen to the rest of the album. Like it's so it's so short, concise. Um, you know, it has a good flow to it and everything. Even though there's you know some some tracks going different directions, I guess. But I feel like it. It definitely would be the easiest J. Cole album to listen to just straight through. And it kind of makes the most sense, you know, kind of telling a story there. So, yeah, I feel that. Any other thoughts here from you? No, that's, uh, that's it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. We'll have to get them on another time in the future. But when we originally started the podcast, it was right here at Elijah's. John we were sitting Bayer. right here and we had a list of ideas and you know people we wanted to get on and you were at the top of the list so really appreciate you stopping by yeah, having you on our you. first ever in-person sitting here together episode that's yeah, like a double exactly yeah, too cool and the two-year yeah, anniversary so i mean a lot, lot of, going on a <laughs> lot of love in this episode so for sure appreciate you yeah. joining us thank you guys let's get in the news for this week pretty slow week but we got a couple bigger releases we could talk about We'll give our thoughts on those as well as a couple other things that have been going on this week. To start, let's talk about the projects. We got Benny the Butcher, Lyrical Lemonade, and Isaiah Rashad with the Spotify 10-year for Sylvia Demo. And then we got singles from Russ, Tierra Wack, The Kid Leroy, Lucky, Montel Fish, Megan Thee Stallion, Summers, Casey Musgraves. Pretty solid week. Like yeah. we cannot I mean, complain about this, especially with the two big albums. Yeah, not a top top week. I, I need to give the lyrical lemonade. I need to give that a full listen through. Okay. Um, you know, I was on my Griselda shit. Yeah. You know, on the butcher, you know, he he showed love to my boy LeBron the goat. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I had to pay my respects, and you, I'm getting a little more into all of it. Uh, you know, I just texted him earlier about the Bull D James project. Mm. Oh man, that is tough so and then i i like i like what benny the butcher did here and obviously you know they're they're very active so you know i'm yeah. made in the griselda family eventually so. you are yeah i you know benny didn't drop this or boldy didn't drop this week but i did bump his album with nick craven and then i listened to fair exchange no robbery again and i mean boldy is just him i mean that's just we know this now but yeah the benny project a pretty good listen like i did enjoy it i need to give it a little bit more love but the song with west side gun and kind of way on the same track right that was that was fire i i kind of expected more from that I, really i thought yeah. it was good but I was, I, it wasn't like a bad twice. track yeah don't get me wrong um i i wanted more west side gun you you know he was buried there in costas you know um, yeah and yeah i felt like he's kind of the same thing there Fair. obviously legend though yeah <laughs> but yeah other than that good track a lot of strong features throughout it. Obviously, you see some huge names: Lil Wayne, Snoop, Jada Kiss, Babyface Ray, one of your guys Stoke, from the Stoke God, Stoke God, God of course. Uh, so, yeah, very good project. Definitely recommend that. But the lyrical lemonade one—that was like, it's a good listen. I said this earlier a couple weeks ago, but I knew it was going to be one of the most like just Enjoyable. interesting yeah. first listens because you're getting so many different people. And I think there are some tracks that obviously your standouts above the rest. 
I really enjoyed Say Your Grace with Chief Keefe and Lil Yachty. I did not expect to like this one, but I liked This My Life with Lil Tecca, Leroy, and Skies. I like that, that one. That's like a fucking like senior year of high or Leroy was COVID. That was a little bit after, I guess. Uh-huh. But like Tecca and Lil Skies, like that was like junior senior Different. year, fucking just yeah. Running shit, so yeah, so I was not expecting to love that one as much as I do, but I like that. But yeah, it was a cool project. The one with Amine, Sway Lee, and Lotto was cool. I also really liked uh, Fly Away. Obviously, you get Sheck West like right off rip, and I'm like, oh my god, like I for whatever reason kind of overlooked him on the track list. So hearing him, I was like, okay, I like this. I'm glad we get Sheck West with Ski Mask, of course. So great track there. Definitely recommend that. Got something for everybody, so yeah. give it a listen. I mean- just to show some show some love to Sheck West, like I feel like anything he's on, he's like he, he does there, he sets the fucking tone, you know. Um, yeah, I he just drop more, you know, whatever. Yeah, like I don't get it. I, I, like I think he he's got a lot of potential, you know. He's obviously got Mo Bamba shit like that, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential there. There is. He does what he does very well, mm-hmm. so we need more of that. Let's it's see. not in the news, but the the Megan the Stallion, and Nicki Minaj, fucking oh, like a little beef, right? Yeah, yeah. Nicki Minaj, that little snippet she played on her live, that was fire. You know, I, I haven't heard it, but I saw there was a little beef on Twitter, so I'll have to look into that. Uh, obviously, I got to show a little bit of love to Lucky. I mean, when tune drops. I'm a listen. So we got a little two pack from Lucky. This, this tune right here. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that was hard. I like that. Two very, very different tracks stylistically. I mean, one like he's rapping on Detroit beat and that one like more melodic. So Detroit. cool to get that from Lucky. Detroit. We yeah, got to give yeah, our mentor yeah. for the episode. So almost went a whole episode without the Detroit shout out, but had to rock with it. Be prepared for more of those coming this year. Let's talk about two pieces of news here, kind of related to live shows. The first one Coachella ticket sales reportedly the slowest in years um i don't think we talked about the lineup too much on the pod if at all but obviously the headliners you got doja cat lana del rey and tyler the creator which i think are very very good but they're all kind of catered to the same demographic age-wise um whereas in the past you know you get like a legacy rock headliner mm-hmm. a rap star and then maybe something more pop and this year it's kind of all similar ish yeah i can't really put it put that even into a genre specifically but i get what you're saying you know it's kind of the same demographic there whatever mm-hmm. um you know i feel like there there is a lot a lot more festivals just out there nowadays you yeah. know um obviously i'm a rolling about ba- rolling loud boy um you know and then they got summer smash so, so i mean yeah. i feel like you're really they could be just losing a lot of those people that are just saying, why would I go to Coachella, California? $600. It's pretty, I think it's pretty expensive. It's like in a desert, people like get sick. Like (laughs) it just doesn't seem like the most pleasant festival experience, although it is very iconic and like, you know, I would go in the future, but I'm excited to see how these other festival lineups look, you know, a lot of blues and stuff coming here probably in the next month or two. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, we got to we didn't do it for Coachella, but we, yeah, we got to like have that in the notes. So we'll we'll be on it cuz yeah. We got you. Especially for like Lala because you guys could maybe want to go to that more likely than Coachella. And the last news for the week, Andre 3000 tour has been announced. This is crazy. I never thought yeah. you would have a chance to go see Andre in person, although I would be shocked if he's going to, you know, say any words yeah. in the concert. He's going to be playing it's going to be cool. I think that'd be a very, very cool album to hear live. I feel like it'd make you really appreciate it more, especially one of the places. I forget the exact name of it. It's like Garfield something in Chicago, but it's like a, it's got a, a lot environment. Of, it's got plants yeah. and stuff like that would be a dope 
environment to hear the project i don't know if that's like where the concert's gonna be at but even just like walking through there kind of getting in the vibe yeah and then hearing the project will be very cool so i don't think i'm making the trip but never know it would be very cool to see andre in the flesh yeah that that's like one that's that's a legend you know um that you know my first first year at rolling loud like one of my favorite people i've ever seen is 50 cent like when was i yeah so it's um you know not 50 cents not someone i would go out of my way for a tour but andre you know that that that's you know i feel like a different level almost but you know those people you those experiences like they're just unmatched yeah but yeah that's gonna do it for this week's episode appreciate you guys so much for tuning in thank you for rocking with us for two years we kind of said that last week as well but celebrating it again you know going in to year three gonna make it the best year yet obviously first in-person episode trying to do that trying some different things out merch we've been talking about that will be coming soon promise you can hold me to that we will have something soon and yeah we'll see you guys next week for our grammys episode it's coming out the day after the grammys but we'll be talking about who we think should win and then the following week we can kind of dive into what actually happened yeah, I love the Grammys episodes. It's, it's a cool one. So, I mean, maybe maybe one day they slide the job off or get us on the board. So. Gotcha. So, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.